Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now back to the podcast. We all have days, weeks where we're just not feeling it. Leave it at the door, turn the camera on, pretend you're feeling it, and then pick pick up life after you turn the camera off. If you're not feeling one piece of the process, maybe you work on another piece of the process or try to do some different things that kind of keep the project moving along. But you don't have to feel this pressure to do it all at once. Tap into that personality. What are the, whatever those personality traits are that you need to bring out, figure out how to switch in and out of that as needed because it's going to be time. You're going to just need to sit there and smile. Regardless of everything else that's going around you, you're going to need to be able to do this and get into that work. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Visual Lounge. We're so glad you're here. We've got an episode I think you're going to find super interesting because sometimes when you go to make a video, you're just not feeling it and you feel like, how am I going to get this done? What can I do to push through or do I just wait till another time, which isn't always an option. So I've got Justin and Andy with me today. We're going to be talking about this and digging in through our own maybe empathy of how you might feel and maybe how we're feeling. So uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Let's talk about this because this is a real problem. Maybe the first video you're super excited about, but maybe you're on your 50th video and it feels like, <sighs> how am I going to make this video? It's You're not feeling that thing. So what advice can we give to our audience to help them when they're in that, that feeling that maybe that rut because they've made a few videos and it's not feeling like they're super excited about this one, maybe because it's not exciting or maybe because they're just tired, exhausted. The world has made their lives a little bit more difficult, whatever it might be. So who, who would like to start us off here? I can jump in on this one. I think it's just, it's that point of empathy, right? Like we've all felt that where, and, and it doesn't have to just be related to video where, where you're doing something a lot and you just hit that point, that wall where you just, I don't want to do another one. And you know what, in video, at least for me, I feel like that's the time to change things up. Like if you hit a wall, in fact, probably two videos before that one was time to change things up. Um, and that can be, you know, maybe it's topical. Maybe you don't like talking about the topic you've chosen and you feel limited by it. Maybe it's talked about this on my own personal profile on LinkedIn. Sometimes I get bored with my own shot. I've, you can see, you know, from week to week, we've changed up our own shots a little bit even. Um, and I feel like that brings something different um, sometimes it's editing. Maybe you're just doing a simple fade in, fade out, and you're bored with it and you want to try jump cuts or something a little different. Whatever it is, find something to, to change it up. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I definitely think that's easier said than done, right? Because like I think about, I, I've gotten the same setup now for several months and I've been thinking about changing it up. And I will say, Andy, I feel like it is a lot of work for me to change it up now, like just the, mm. the logistics mm -hmm. of what do I put in my background? How much do I, how much effort do I want to do? Cause like I could paint, although I would, yeah. I, I will say I, I purchased some practical lights for behind me, but 
now we're talking about moving rooms and changing where the office it's like ah it's so much work I, if i put it up i don't yeah. want to change it too much so it's good advice so keep changing up what about you justin what what advice would you give at this point to to yourself even yeah i think for me i i actually i love the the advice from andy there to to swap things up and it, maybe it's just a small thing maybe you use the same intro and the same music or you do the same you know uh something just to refresh you know and reset what you've been doing to to kind of give it new life um but for me i think the uh my my greatest uh advice to accomplish something when you're not feeling it is to take it bit by bit and to kind of chunk it up and so you know my first thought when when you brought that up was this idea of sort of why we're having even this series is like when you have yourself set up in a video workflow and you can kind of like break those pieces up, it feels a little less daunting of like, man, I've got to make a video. It's mm -hmm. like, well, step one is, you know, outline or, you know, write your, start your script. If, okay, cool. I can get my script done. Then I'm, I'm, you know, a third, maybe a third of the way there. And then maybe I got to sh shoot or record it. And then you can kind of break it up into that. And so it doesn't feel as daunting of a task to like, make yet another video yeah and i can i even jump in there and say like sometimes it feels like you know when when you're scripting and then shooting and then editing and maybe you're not doing all those parts maybe you're really like just going off the cuff and, and recording a you know webcam video and that's fine too um but like when you do split it up into those sections you also sometimes unintentionally do what we call shoot to edit right so now when i'm when i'm actually filming something after i've scripted it i can think about like how i'm going to edit it i'm gonna oh this is the intro so i'm gonna talk you know like an intro and uh oh during the video i've got five points so i can kind of lead from one into the other and it almost like it almost reframes your thinking on like oh when i edit it like i don't need to say all that section over there because i'm gonna i'm gonna address that later on so I don't know how I got on the scripting tangent, but scripting honestly feels like it helps you kind of better prepare for the shoot and the edit. Um, and so so I feel like that is another way of changing things up where you almost make less work for yourself by doing that work up front. Well, I definitely like this idea of breaking it up. I think it makes easier. It's the advice I give to my kids when they're working on projects, right, in school. It's like, hey, you know, you don't have to do the whole project. You just have to do the piece of the project and then you can, you know, work through it. I also think there's something about you know, it's about finding the right headspace to be in to record mm. and and building practices to get there, right? Like there's routine. I know for like when I go live for TechSmith on Thursdays, there are certain things I've kind of set up that I know I'm going to do during that. I give myself an hour of prep time, right? And that's kind of all the last minute things, right? Making sure I've got all my questions, making sure I've got everything kind of in place that needs to be in my video switcher. Um, but, but there's processes that I go through as well that are, are there for me to, to get ready. Like if, and if those get kind of thrown out of whack, I, I kind of lose like, Oh my gosh, I get feel thrown off. And so I, but I think mm -hmm. building some of those habits of like, these are the things I'm going to do before I go into a recording to make that make me comfortable and get me in the right kind of frame of mind, I think are really important as well. And that could, I can imagine depending on what part of the video creation process you're doing, you might have that, right? And, and this is not something I do, but I can imagine this might be helpful for some is like having a pump up song. And in fact, for this show, mm. our little intro music, uh, I love it just because it gives me like a sense of like initial burst of energy. Like, oh yeah, that's the kind of feeling we want. 
Um, so I think having yeah. those kind of mental pieces in place, habits, whatever you want to call them, can really help you get to that kind of mental space of like, okay, now I'm going to, I'm recording a video or I'm going into editing my video and get into the right mindset. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because like as you're sitting here talking for anyone who's watching today's podcast and not listening to it, my color is shifting like crazy. And it's because I tried something different today. I figured, you know, with the clouds and everything, maybe I'll put it on auto white balance. But instead, all that's done is really screw up my color. But honestly, it was worth a shot. I thought I'd give it a try and see if in this environment it helped me. Um, I like the idea of getting in the headspace, though. I think that's one thing that, man, that can't be said enough. Um, when I go into the video studio to record something, um, a lot of people will put on music. I'm a weirdo, though, and I like listening to either a comedy album or something. It's just kind of like something to, to kind of let my brain wander while I'm, you know, setting up lights and, and checking my, you know, audio levels and everything. Um, and so I, you know, I'll put my AirPods in and just start listening to something. Um, but then usually for about the, like 15 minutes prior to recording, I'll go over my script or outline and really get in that headspace of what it is we're going to record and talk about. Because if you just go in cold, it shows. So um, I think as we're talking about like, you know, making videos when you're not feeling it, it's like, well, sometimes you've got to set aside that time to consider your subject, consider it from a new angle too, right? Like maybe, maybe the topic's gotten stale. So it's, it's time to look at it from another direction. Yeah, for sure. One other thing that I would say as far as, um, you know, if you're not feeling it, sometimes the way you know, some of the not feeling it can lead to procrastination, at least for me in terms of like, if there isn't um, any sort of definition, you know, like I've got to make this series of videos at some point, you know? So I would say a, a good, a good um, you know, deadline spur action. So give yourself a due date and maybe get somebody who can help you keep accountable on that due date. Um, you know, for us, a lot of times it's like, we have a project manager who uh, helps us manage a lot of the videos we're making, but, um, if not, you could see how those things could kind of balloon out or, or not stay. And sometimes just needing a little bit of a, like, oh, this is due Friday. Like, okay, I've got to, I've got to start mm -hmm. cranking on this and, and really dedicating the time and setting the time aside. Cause I think, especially when you're not feeling stuff like, man, that is so easy just to kick that thing down the road and like fill in your day with something else or maybe purposely fill in your day with other tasks so you don't <laughs> have to work on that thing and, and you can still say you were busy. So I think giving yourself a due date can also uh, help kind of spur action there. There was well, a time... Oh, oh, I was just gonna say, and I think I like with that idea, I, I also think the time boxing of that task, like don't, don't allow yourself to take all day to, to film a video. Like one of the things we do for these episodes I, that I really like is we say we have an hour and that's going to be our prep time. That's our talking, making sure we're all kind of alignment. What kind of where we generally want the conversation to go. That is the recording of it. Then that's kind of any post conversation that needs to happen. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm including uploading the video to, to Dropbox and Andy's not probably editing it in the hour, but like, I love the idea of like, don't only just have those deadlines, but give yourself only a, a certain amount. And that could be mm -hmm. really constraining. That could be really hard. And that can be really good because I think it, sometimes it pushes us to make, I think, better content. Yeah. There was, I think there was having a time. That... Oh, good. No, go ahead, man. 
I was going to say that we're just making Matt switch back and forth. There was a time uh, when I uh, taught students where I, I use the analogy of deadlines. And this can be true more than just video, but like deadlines are like a gas in that a gas will fill the container it's stored in, right? Whether it's a big container or a small container, a deadline will do the same thing. You put a deadline on a two week period versus a, a two day period versus two hour period. I can I can crush through a video in any amount of time. I'm going to spend more time perfecting it. I'm going to spend more time agonizing over the details or even just agonizing over the point of having to do it if I have more time. So sometimes really time boxing it, like like Matt said. In fact, uh, when we first started, just to get real meta, uh, when we first started doing this recording, you know, Matt, it was you, I think, who said, like, I don't want to spend more than like an hour editing this thing. Um, and, and yeah, and so like we even shifted over to now I edit them and like I kind of keep that top of mind where it's like, this shouldn't take me more than an hour. And I think we've got it. I think you even said actually half an hour. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's, yeah, it's like 30 minutes and I'm done. And then I move on to the next thing. Because otherwise, yeah, we, I could spend all day trying to perfect this. But at a certain point, it's going to, you know, something's got to get sacrificed. So either it's the quality or the perfectionism or another deadline because I should be working on something else. So uh, you've, you've got to pick uh, one of those things. It's hard to perfect well, this, Andy. Whatever this is, it's hard to perfect. <laughs> I think that's the the tough thing with yeah. video too is that I mean, I definitely for a professional, but then for a non-professional too, it's hard to know when when done is done on that video, mm -hmm. right? Because it could you could tweak and you could change and you could alter and till you know the video the video literally could never get finished if you were looking for, and yeah, not even from a perfection standpoint, just from a there's a ton of options when you're trying to make a video yeah. and try and trying to do it's, things. So I have friends who paint and they say the same thing's true of a canvas, right? I mean, when is this canvas a painting? When is it done? Like I could keep adding colors. I could keep adding, you know, new designs to it. But at a certain point, I want this to be finished. I want this to be a finished piece. Um, yeah, it's and I think it's true of any kind of art. Even even if we're just making like, you know, a technical video and we're not trying to make art, but it's still like I could add transitions, I could add an intro, I could add lower thirds, I could add graphics, I could polish those graphics. Oh, it's kind of going over this frame and now it's in the next shot and I cut that. Like how detailed does this particular video need to be? If this is something that's going to live for years, you're making evergreen content, yeah, spend more time on it. But if you're doing, you know, a weekly podcast like us, you know, maybe spending too much time on it is going to really constrain the rest of your life and you don't want to do that. So you have to put a box around that time. Well, and I think the other thing is you might not, like if we were to spend more time on this, we probably just wouldn't do it, right? Because like mm -hmm. we're, we're balancing so many other things and to get buy-in from the organization, you have to be able to say like, yeah, we're going to only do this much. But the other thing I want to mention here is like in terms of, you know, like d there's never done, it's never done. This is why Hollywood is able to take a movie and then have the editor's cut and then maybe another editor's cut and version, right? Like we're seeing that happen nowadays. And I yeah. think like this is a, like you can have all these different versions, but you have to decide for your organization, like what is, when, when's the cutoff? Like, when do you say that, okay, this is, we're going to stop here because I've, and I've seen uh, folks do this. Like they just keep going and going and going. And you're like, I don't really care at this point. I just need it. And that, that yeah. can be really detrimental. And if you, and, and maybe you love it so much. And I imagine Hollywood directors love their stuff so much that they're willing to, to keep crafting and honing and same with painters, right? Like, Oh, it's never going to be done. I'm going to make it this awesome thing. But like for most of us in our jobs, 
the videos, like your technical videos you're making, you're probably not saying this is my masterpiece. This is the thing that I will be known for throughout eternity. Uh, it is, you know, it is, you're like, I just, you just need to be, have that, that for your own sanity. Cause otherwise you will get burned out so quickly making your yeah. tutorial videos. Well, it happened, I mean, back at the beginning of 2020, before we knew everything was shutting down, actually, when, when everything was still open, we were, uh, we had a YouTube series that never saw the light of day because, and, and mostly on my part, we're like, I really wanted it to be better than the last series we had. I wanted it to be the next big thing that we produced. And I spent time and time and time and I would send it to stakeholders and it would get reviewed and reviewed. And I would, it just, it got in this kind of endless loop where we never ended up launching it. Like we filmed two episodes, it never saw the light of day. Um, my own perfectionism, I feel like, got in my head. Uh, we had a number of stakeholders, which honestly is good when you're doing something that has kind of an internal value for the company, right? Like if this is about a product, we want to make sure it, it looks great. Um, but if it's just something that, you know, like this podcast is definitely something that we want to represent our company well, um, but it doesn't need to be perfectly honed, you know, and edited meticulously. And I felt like this other series did. And so I, I just got in my head about it and I, I couldn't finish it. And so, I mean, even even on a professional level, like there's some stuff I've worked on that never saw the light of day um, that, you know, maybe someday we'll go back and revisit. But um, yeah, I don't know how to I don't know how to get over that own uh, hump in my own mind sometimes where it's like, all right, is this the thing that needs to be perfect or do I just need to be done? Done. And I, 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 wonder, I mean, sometimes I almost wonder too, like I get to that point where like, where I get so tired of it. I'm just like, I'm done. And, and so there's a balance here, right? Cause I get to a point where like, I'm so done and it does need work. It needs something. And I'm, but I'm like, I am so over this. I just can't. Yeah. And I, I, this happens with my writing. A lot of times I'll be like, I just can't, I can't read this anymore. Or I can't go back and watch this video again because I'm so over it. So I think there is a balance there. But uh, I think this is where we, we need, and that's why I think we need other people to, to be there with us, right? Yeah. Like someone else to be that like, no, you've got this, or this is really good. Or, hey, no, it actually does need a little bit more work. Like finding those partnerships of people that you can <laughs> trust and and can give you feedback or can encourage you is really key to help you and whether that's recording or editing or writing or whatever it is, I think those are those partnerships to me have become really invaluable for when I'm not feeling it at all. Yeah. And I think one thing that's interesting too, and again, it depends so much on the video and the, how long you think it's going to last. But I mean, especially if you're talking about like software tutorials, demos, software, like we experience this, like software changes all the time. You might have a product and you might put a ton of effort into this video only for the UI to change and it needs to be redone. Right. So like, I think there's a balance there too, of like understanding, you know, yes, these things can be long-term and long lasting, but that's not necessarily the case. And I feel like even more so now, like just content is coming out all the time and different stuff and different um even on the same topics uh i was just watching a video last night it came up on youtube and i was like i'm pretty sure i've seen this before and it was just a recut of a of a video that he had already done at one another point and i was like oh and i watched it and i had seen the video before you know it's just interesting how that works but you know if you if you put all that effort in and put so much trying to make it perfect a, it's going to stop you from doing it because it feels mm -hmm. overwhelming to begin with. Like, oh, I got to make the video. 
Like that's a huge problem. I know for me, like I've got to make the video that shares this particular point out or shows this. And it's like, well, maybe I actually end up having to make like three videos and that's okay. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that. This reminds me of, um, and, and I share this with a lot of people. So I, I don't know if I've already talked about it on this show, but uh, for anyone who knows Ira Glass, who uh, has the formerly radio show, it is a radio show, but also a podcast, This American Life. Um, he has a famous, you know, like two minute video on YouTube uh, from an interview where he talks about creativity. And it's this idea that like, when we first start out, we know what we like. I'm not going to do this justice, but we know what we like. We know what good is. And we try to do the thing. If it's a video, we try to make the video and it's just not as good as what we know good looks like. And so we want to give up or just be like, well, I'm not good at that thing. But as he points out, like, I don't know anyone in the video field whose first video is incredible. Like you have to do a video and then do another video and then do another video. And, and it sounds daunting, but don't spend the time perfecting, spend the time doing right. Like, crunch out a large content, or excuse me, a large body of content work. Um, and the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And the more you'll get into a flow that you're like, or that'll be the time where you're like, nope, this isn't working. Let's change it up. Let's try things differently. Um, so I always recommend someone go Google Ira Glass on creativity because it's an inspiring piece to just be reminded that like, it's hard when you're first starting out. It's hard even after you've been doing it for a little while. Uh, when you feel like your work doesn't quite look like you want it to look like, uh, it doesn't quite match up to your own expectations. So just keep doing it. Well, I want to say that this ties in really nicely. We, we did some interviews with uh, video marketing world that these were, you know, these are video professionals, people who have been very successful on YouTube and making videos for, for brands and organizations. And, and a couple of them had the same idea, but it was in particular, I think it was Jeremy Vest and you can find the video interview on the TechSmith Academy. Uh, he he talked about this principle of like improving by 1% that I think goes right along with what you're saying, Andy, is like, you know, don't, and don't focus on the end state of being like, I'm going to make this amazing, awesome video, if I, but I'm so far over here, I'll never bridge the gap, right? He's just like, right. your next video, get 1% better. You know, in the next video, get 1% better. And just as you add, iteratively add the 1%, you're going to get 100% better, right? And then the 100% is going to become 200 and 300, but but it's, you know, I think we often think we have to make these big jumps. And I think earlier on, it's easier mm -hmm. to make some bigger jumps in quality because you're like, oh, I learned one thing and it took me from zero to 10. But then, you yeah. know, the next time you're like that jump, ah, oh, the next jump didn't take me as far. But it, but you're going to get better. And I think that's going to really help you. And But don't try to jump from zero to 100 immediately uh, because otherwise, you know, you're going to be frustrated because there's so much to learn, so much to do. So I love this idea of build a body of work you know, build the habits, build the repetition. Do, it's like, oh gosh, I hate exercise, but it's like the more I exercise, the better I get at those pieces of it. I know. Yeah. No, everyone's looking at us like, yeah, we know. We can tell you hate Stop. exercise, Matt. <laughs> but, but, but that repetition yes. is so important and it's, and it's, and it's hard. It, it, like, it's mm -hmm. like working those muscles, you're working those muscles, but I think it's, yeah. I, I, I love that concept that Iron Glass puts forward because I think it's so true, right? Like, building the body, doing the work is going to help you eventually push through. In fact, one other thing I'll share here and then someone else can talk, but uh, we did this this exercise here at TechSmith, a, a group. We were working on kind of building this idea of like really iterative uh, early design sprint is what they call it. And we had to do this exercise called crazy eights. And it's basically you have a piece of paper, you fold it into eight pieces, and then you have to take this idea and iterate like 
come up with eight things from this one idea. And oh my gosh, it was painful. And cause you only had like two minutes to do this. Like it was super fast and you're going crazy. And I hated it. It was painful. And you're like, I don't have eight, eight things. You're like stuck on five and you're like, ah, but you had to get eight. Um, and it, it, what it reminded me of though, is that sometimes it didn't, cause in the process of doing it, it wasn't that the ideas were great or they got iteratively better even. It's just that, that by doing that, I fleshed out a lot of the kind of the notions and everyone was doing this separately. And so just the kind of the volume spoke in terms of what we couldn't do. We couldn't have done that in terms of quality. So the volume, but the volume was super helpful. That's super that's interesting. That's a long, long, and, long winded story for that. I'm sorry. No, but it's, it's <laughs> super interesting too, because you're right. I mean, like even, even with like your first part where it's like, you know, get 1% better on this one thing. Um, you know, you may not notice those incremental changes as they occur, but like look back six months from now at the work you've done and how it's changed. And you do start to notice the difference there. Look back a year from now and you start to notice a difference there. So yeah, incremental changes, though not immediately gratifying, do make a big change over time. And um, I think uh, the the design sprint idea though, that's a that's a tough one because I'm the kind of person who like, when you tell me to come up with one idea, I sometimes I'm like, go, <laughs> putting it down on paper is not easy. Yeah, I like Boy. that idea though, uh, Andy, because I think it's so true. And I've, I've told this to even folks on my team where it's, uh, you know, look back a year ago and what, you know, for us, like what, what were your blog content a year ago? You know, at, at right. what level were you creating that content compared to now? Or like, you know, for you, Andy, at what level were we? And it's maybe it's not even like quality, but like maybe it's process. Maybe we've gotten yeah. faster. Maybe it's um, and maybe sometimes it is quality. Maybe the quality has been upped in different ways and you've learned different things. But it's not like you set out to necessarily do that. It's just, again, by doing it, you slowly build on exactly. these skills that help you get better and better and better to where it's like you kind of look back, you're like, oh, man, yeah, I definitely know this that I didn't know a year ago. And it wasn't this real concerted effort to try to figure that out. Yeah. Learn by doing. Yeah, I, I want to bring up one other idea that we we talked about kind of pre-show and I want to make sure we talk about it here is that especially for people recording on camera, right? We had to come on camera today. Mm. Uh, you know, we've had some uh, kind of interesting couple of weeks, I think, feeling the motivation, you know, uh, and one of the things I want to share just a, a conversation I had with uh, a gentleman, Oz Dussoulet, who was a guest on the Visual Lounge, you can find his interview out on YouTube. And he talked about doing, he's doing improv classes, which I thought like, well, that's interesting. He makes, you know, like tutorial videos on like Excel and databases and things like that. And I'm like, improv classes, really? He's, he's already a super cool dude. And I was like, oh, tell me more about improv classes. <laughs> and he talked about doing character work, which I'm like, man, I, okay. But his, his thing was, is he, he is a persona. Whenever you're on camera, I mean, I think we're pretty genuinely who we are when we come to the visual lounge, right? But mm -hmm. his idea is like, when that camera is on, you are a persona. You are not, I am not Matt Pierce that you know, if you just meet me at a show or, uh, you know, talk to me in the hallway or, you know, not never in a hallway because we're not at work anymore, but you know, <laughs> wherever. Uh, it's like the person that you see here should be a little bit more, a little bit different and not in a different, in a, a dramatic way, but like there is an on Engaging. camera persona. Like I am turning up the volume a little bit. Like the way I talk, the energy, the, how much I use my hands is I'm doing it a lot for emphasis now, but you know, like <laughs> those things are different than like when Justin comes in my office, there's, there's elements of that, 
Mm-hmm. But it's not the same. And I think we, we need to tap, be able to tap into that persona of who we are on camera. And Andy, I'm sure when you're making your YouTube videos, it's a similar thing, right? Like you are turning yeah. up the energy, you're projecting a little bit more, you're, you're, you're turning that Andy into a little bit different Andy. And not because you want to be anyone you're not, but just because the camera needs it. You need to feel inside of, of your chest and your head that, okay, this is how I am. When that camera's on, this is how I'm going to be versus me typing back here, just kind of, kind of sitting mm-hmm. back. Right. So I think, I think it's yeah. really important to figure that out. So when you're not feeling it, you have, you can say like, well, of course Matt's not feeling it, but on camera, Matt, he's ready to go. Yep. Well, and it's, yeah, it's I interesting just, too, because I think that regardless of what video, cause now I'm inst- I'm instantly thinking of like some, you know, internal videos, right. If you're trying to internally train somebody on something, or if you are like, that that is absolutely important there too for like even for something like onboarding to where you could think of these two worlds where you have one set of both are a video on on learning the project management software but one you actually put effort into trying to bring some you know personality and trying to like make this an enjoyable experience to where they can at the end of it they feel like oh this is fun and i learned and i feel like i've i'm set up versus the other side which could be hello, this is the project management yeah. software you'll be, you know what I mean? It's just a very different vibe. I think of some of the, some of the internal shareouts we've seen recently, even from folks on our team. And it's like, you can tell, right. And it's just more engaging. It's more fun. You're more invested. You remember what they talked about, you know, yeah. like, so bringing that personality and bringing that level up is super important because I think it helps with even the information retention. And I want to click on those videos more when I see them putting out a new video, like uh, our coworker, Jesse just put out a video that was a, it was an informational share out, but oh my gosh, she left in some real life elements to it, you know, of her kids in the background and her cat. And honestly, normally you hear that and you're like, oh, well, you probably should have edited that out. It's not as, no, it was so much more engaging because it was so real and, and mm-hmm. authentic. And it just, it was great. Um, and, and beyond that, um, I don't know, Matt, you, you said like, do, do I have like the on-camera Andy? Like I get more, I actually feel like I do the wrong thing. And you're, you've got me sitting here thinking about it in my head. And I'm like, I feel like when I go in the studio, I almost turn it down and I don't mean to, but I want to be like this kind of like, Hey, how are you? Like, I'm like, my wife tells me all the time, I am a very loud man. And so, uh, I have to remember not to like shout into the microphone when I'm, you know, talking. And, and so, so I almost tone it down and now I'm thinking like, I need to tone it back up. Like I need to be a little more me, even if I'm not as, you know, shouty, uh, um, but have that kind of on camera. You're right. It's, it's funny. Cause I spend so much time editing and behind the camera that being in front of the camera is a whole different set of challenges. And I empathize with anyone who suddenly finds themselves thrust into this position because yeah, it's a different set of skills. Um, and I think the only thing I can think to tell you is fake it till you make it like <laughs> just, Turn it on and hope for the best. And if you feel like you're going over the top, you're probably right where you need to be. Well, Andy, I'll say I don't you don't. So I want to clarify. I don't think everyone has to turn <laughs> up the bot. Like, that's what I do. I think like you probably right. your on person persona is probably that like much more friendly, helpful. Like, hey, guys, I want to help you out with this today. And let me talk about these three things, you know, like versus sure. like I'm, I'm trying to like this is live. I'm trying to bring some energy. Let's get excited. Mm-hmm. I, I have one speed. <laughs> what am I going to ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so 
I, I think find that personality that works. I do think it's like whatever that is, you want to be able to tap into it in the moment, right? Like, mm -hmm. and it could be that you've got the very corporate personality and that may be exactly what your company wants you to do and yep. need to be like, in this video, we're going to talk about three things to keep you safe from dying. You know, if that's what <laughs> you, your company wants, fine, do it. Uh, but be able to tap into that because so, there's going to be a day, everyone will have it, that you don't feel it. You don't want to get mm -hmm. on camera. You don't want to edit. You don't want to make this video and you're going to have to. And it's like, what, what strategies do you, are you going to employ that we talked about? And you have your own that are going to allow you to get this done. So I think with that though, we're kind of long on time today. I think it's been a really great conversation. Let's, let's get our final takes in here. Uh, and let's, uh, wrap things up for today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Of course, we always appreciate the likes, the feedback, the comments, the subscriptions, all of those things are always super important. So, Andy, what's your final uh, take? I knew you'd start with me because I didn't have one yet. So I'm just going to make this up and hope for the best. Um, honestly, I used to work at an after-school daycare. And we used to tell our employees and each other just to encourage ourselves, like, leave your baggage at the door and then pick it up when you're leaving. Um, because those kids needed us to be there with them and be engaged. And I think the same can be true of video. Like, I may not be feeling it. We all have days, weeks where we're just not feeling it. Leave it at the door. Turn the camera on pretend you're feeling it sometimes if you have to uh, and get the video done and then pick pick up life after you turn the camera off. I I, I empathize because again, this, this is, you know, sometimes you're just not in the mood to record a video or edit a video. Um, but I think there's a way to kind of push through that and get to the next one. Uh, and, and hopefully you'll feel better the next time. You'll, you'll be in a better place. You'll be ready to move on and, and do better work the next time. Awesome. That may have been trash advice. Who knows? No, it's good advice. Justin, what's we'll, your final we'll take? We'll see what they say. Uh, yeah. my, my take is to have a plan. I think if you can set yourself up to have a consistent plan for how, even if it alters here and there, but a consistent plan for how you're going to make your video content, that, that takes a level of stress off of you to where you don't have to, it doesn't have to be this big daunting task and you can kind of take bite-sized chunks and if you're not feeling one piece of the process maybe you work on another piece of the process or try to do some different things that kind of keep the project moving along but you don't have to feel this pressure to do it all at once that is awesome advice my final take here is uh it's really two things one get in a get a buddy that can help you can talk to that you can help encourage you that can look at your stuff when you can't do it anymore and two tap into that personality what are the whatever those personality traits are that you need to bring out get that persona made and for yourself and then be able to the switch figure out how to switch in and out of that as needed because it's gonna be time when you're gonna just need to sit there and smile regardless of everything else that's going around you you're gonna to need to be able to do this and get into that work and i think that could be super helpful so with that said everybody thank you so much again for tuning into the visual lounge we will be with you again soon talk to you later <laughs>